Hey everyone, it's your boy Dan here. Welcome to part two of my conversation with the lovely osteo Michael Morris. If you haven't heard part one, make sure you do that first. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Flexing Physio podcast. Um, Kiara Jade, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yep. She wants to ask you, mm-hmm. what makes you different to a physio? And why should I go see an osteo rather than a physio? Oh, Other than physios being more handsome and oh. jacked, obviously. Uh, that's subjective. That's <laughs> very, uh, yeah, that depends. <laughs> um, so that, that is an absolutely fantastic question. And to be honest, I why would you go see an osteo rather than a physio? Look, traditionally speaking, osteos are more manual therapy based. Mm-hmm. That is just like how it is. And unfortunately, they're, like it's mostly single modality and like, and that's how it's usually run. However, um, if you're as a physical therapist, regardless of whether you're a physio, chiro or an osteo, mm. I think you should have the exact same goal, which is we're trying to get like, un- like understand the underlying problem that's going on, yep. being able to critically uh, assess and know how to see how someone's moving and then implement the proper strategy based on their education mm. to help this person get out of pain. So For sure. Look, HVLA, like cracking, uh, dry needling and stuff like that, it all has its place. Yep. You can manipulate the nervous system in whatever way. If it helps the patient, beautiful. Yep. If you're doing exercises, if it helps the patient, beautiful. So all what I would try and like, think is, are your goals aligned? Uh, is the practitioner actually understanding what sport that you do, how that you injured it? Do they have a really good plan in place? Yep. Do they understand exactly what you need? Mm. If that is all big tick and all yes, Brilliant, you're on the right track. They're going to help you more than likely. For sure. Right. But if they don't really tell you what's going on, don't give a reason why yeah. as to what they're, or why they're treating or why they're doing like all this hands-on exemplifying and then they're just maybe rebooking you for the week after. Yeah. Then it's a, it's a big red flag in my, yeah, in my opinion. For right? sure, yeah. Yeah. So for example, I probably operate more like a physio traditionally mm. because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys probably do a lot more exercise um, intervention strategies and create like, Good we try. we try 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 yeah. right yeah i love that i think that that's that's brilliant and you're always up to date with the current evidence going mm. into that snc realm as well yep. um, and creating some good goals based around the individual's needs love it that's what you what you need to look for and um, regardless of practitioner so but if you would like to come see me i do all that so that's great but yeah. and so does dan so yeah um yeah just, that's just kind of what you want to look out for yeah. um Good goals, good you know uh, management strategies, a mm. good reason why, and just making sure that you guys are basically in alignment with um, moving forward and creating that good plan. Great answer, man. And mm. I yeah, I agree with you totally. Mm. Um, that w- what you just said though, I think uh, a big thing that I keep telling myself mm. and and any students that I have contact with is you got to remember to treat the patient, not their scan yes. or not their knee. Absolutely. Um, Maybe in the first couple of sessions, you want to focus on the knee mm-hmm. for if it's an ACL injury or, yep. or like an acute facet sprain or something. You want to focus on the back. Yeah. But then once that settles down, mm. then you want to look big picture, holistic picture. Absolutely. And I think as new grads and students, we often get caught up with the pathology. Mm. But we've got to remember that the human is not their diagnosis. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. 
I, I love talking to people sim- like like yourself where we have similar sort mm. of um, intervention strategies yep. because I get so pumped up and I, it reminds me there are that there are good people out there mm. and um, it's not just the people we see on social media that make us scratch our eyeballs out. Yeah, exactly. So, we, we are on, we're like, you know, on, on par in terms of like- Fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight and really- yeah trying to intervene with what we think is like best for the patient. Don't treat yeah. the pathology, treat the patient. And it, one day that might just be talking to them, um, mm. like listening to their story. And yeah. it's totally fine because they were going by that biopsychosocial model, right? I love it. Yeah. And understanding, we, yeah, that's what's going on. Sure. But you require, mm. as, as the individual, require this. Yeah. And it goes into, all right, yeah, sure. I might use a single leg glute bridge for mm. two different patients, but it might be for different reasons. One might yeah. be for they might need strengthening. The other one might need for disassociation between like lumbo, uh, you know, lumbo and pelvis. Yep. So it, it, it's just really understanding what the person needs mm. and just making sure that they give it to them, making sure they get better. Yeah. And the only way to, uh, to understand what the patient needs is you've got to talk to them. Got to talk to them. You've got to let them tell their story. Yep. Because I know yeah. a lot of people, their consult times are like five minutes. Yeah. How the heck do you listen to someone's story in five minutes, right? Yeah. How are you going to get a good patient outcome from that? Yeah. I finished talking about how hot it is in five, like I don't, <laughs> it takes me five minutes to talk about the weather and the traffic. Yeah, exactly right. I talk a leg off a chair all the time. I digress. I'm like, oh my God, it's been 45 minutes. I'm sorry. All right, let's get started. Yeah, yeah. So what are you actually in here for? Yeah, exactly. But I believe that's the best assessment. Yeah. Actually getting a really good patient history will tell you absolutely everything that you need mm. and will guide you. All right, like you yeah. know, jumped off here, hurt this. It's like, all right, interesting. Tell me more. How, like if it's in the gym, how much weight were you lifting? How many reps yep. were you doing? How's your stress going? Are yep. you hydrated? Do you get good sleep? What's your job? All this mm. kind of stuff. It's all super, super important. Yeah. I've recently been talking about sleep a lot more. Yeah. Because we talk about recovery. We talk about you need rest days. Mm. But mm. if you're sleeping like crap, yep. then no matter how many rest days you have, you're not going to, your, your recovery is going to be crap. Exactly right? right. You can do yeah. ice baths. You can do um, mm-hmm. uh, heat. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. All that mm. stuff is at 1%. Yep. But if you're not sleeping, so I always ask, how do you sleep? Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, always, always the same thing. Like, how's your sleep, hydration, nutrition, physical activity, and stress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Um, there's, there's an acronym in there somewhere. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll think about it later. <laughs> so, the, I guess we kind of answered the question. The next one was um, from Naomi. She wants to know what's the difference between osteo, physio, and chiro. I'll probably quickly describe that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, from what I know, mm. and just based on my education, um, osteo, uh, more based around manual therapy, still Mm -hmm. evidence-based, needs to be a little bit better, Mm -hmm. but do a little bit of rehab. So let's say for, you know, ratio-wise, like 80% hands-on, 20% rehab, Mm -hmm. just arbitrarily. Physio, complete opposite. So 80% rehab, 20% hands-on, that kind of thing. Um, Cairo, I'm not exactly sure, but Mm -hmm. I'm fairly... I think that their philosophy is based around the central nervous system and that using manipulation, trying to be as specific as possible to a particular segment is going to elicit a full body response. Mm. Now, I can understand from nervous system manipulation, but it is temporary. Mm. That's what the evidence has shown. It's like last like 20 minutes, then you need to crack it again. But, and also specificity in terms of cracking, it's not a thing. Yeah. In my opinion. I yeah, could yeah. be wrong. Hey, who knows? But yeah, yeah, I think that. I think, yeah, with the research shows that you can try to be as specific as you can, but 
if you get the crack, it's probably not as specific as we think it is. Exactly right. Um, and you can get that post hoc fallacy where you do a crack, feels better, and you go, okay, that crack is the cause, and and can kind of get carried away. And I feel like there's there's modalities in physio as well mm. and osteo where we do something. Mm. For example, like if we um, I say this in quotation mark, um, scapula stabilization and they get less uh, shoulder pain with abduction, then mm. we go, okay, it's that equals that. And mm. we start to attribute the two together. Exactly, and then we can yeah. kind of use the narrative and get ca- kind of carried away. So yeah. it's important to ground ourselves and be like, okay, let's. Uh, what are we actually working here? Exactly does, right. Does yeah. a certain degree of how the scap rotates really yeah. matter in the big picture? Exactly. But if we can temporarily make them feel better, Fantastic. Beautiful. Do what you know, do what makes them feel good, mm. but always back it up with education. Mm. And if the patient leaves your room feeling stronger, not mm. stronger, but like more confident, yep. less fear, yep. then I think you're doing a good job. Exactly right. And that's why different interventions may elicit the same response. Yeah. But we we have a hypothesis, right? Yeah. We think that maybe the stabilization of the scapula needs to be improved. Yeah. We think maybe the motor unit recruitment or like the motor pathway towards like how your entire upper limb kinetic chain needs to work needs to be better yeah but it's all we're all saying like different things but also the same thing at the same time is is it ever 100 percent confirmed never mm-hmm. but it's always look we think this might be going on you've had a really good response to it mm-hmm. we're going to keep doing that yep and that's brilliant and if you keep getting better and then eventually you go back to doing the thing that you love pain-free Happy brilliant days. we're happy we're happy it's just yeah. like we don't need to care about oh it was exactly this and exactly that no yeah. It's like, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Exactly right. It doesn't right. matter at all. But we all have different intervention strategies, but getting them to doing back, like back to doing what they love, Yeah, big win, big 100%. win. 100%. Now, next question is from the Sports Medicine Project. Oh, I love these guys. Yeah, yeah, Blake and Kelly. They, yep. uh, they're, they're really good. I love them. Yeah. They want to ask, what is the basis of osteopathy and how has it changed over the years? So trust them to ask a doozy question, isn't no, it? No, that's a good one. That's <laughs> such a good question. And I'm hopefully I don't butcher it. But I think that the basis of osteopathy is that we are trying to look at problems holistically. Mm. Body as a unit, structure and function and interrelated, that kind of thing. So for example, we might look at someone that has a wrist problem yeah. um but then we're also going to be looking at you know thoracic rotation yeah. up like in an upper rib like expansion breathing that kind of thing internal rotation of the humerus yeah. all these different things which might contribute to load poor load delegation towards that particular area mm-hmm. overload effect that that's how we well that well that's how i operate as an osteo currently yeah. um how it's whether that's i think that that's changed in the last like few years i think it's going down more the you know, movement at like based route in terms of rehabilitation and getting mm. people moving and encouraging good physical activity and yeah. recovery and strength training. I think that is definitely been improving because that is literally what the current evidence suggests. Back in the day, um, I'm pretty sure there was osseos that believed that they could manipulate organs and <laughs> release like, the psoas. <laughs> release the psoas through your gut. I'm like, look, if you're trying to release the psoas, let's let's. Let's have a look. Let's be critical about this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. This is maybe one of my other icks. But you cannot poke it yeah. like near, like a psoas near your like um, your belly button. Yeah. Like you cannot do it. Do you know how, much, how many structures are underneath there? <laughs> the closest thing you can do, probably come close to iliacus yeah. right in that fossa. Yeah. But still, 
you get like that's very it's very unlikely it's unlikely right yeah, yeah. but there also there's something i look this is just my opinion i am you know i'm adamant of the my opinions but yeah um I this is just what I think. I think like you know, there's like cranial sacral osteopathy. That mm. I think I still think is like stuck mm. in you know back in the medieval times because sure. they're saying that from what I've heard, only from what I've heard, yeah. I you know could be wrong, yeah. but that there is maybe a blockage in their cerebral spinal fluid. Okay. Now, don't know if this mm. is an actual thing, but I'm think dubious. That, that that's dubious. Yeah, could be. That might be caused, like, you know, called hydrocephalus. Yeah. That increase in intracranial, you know, pressure. Yeah. Dead. So, how are you treating a blockage in cerebral spinal fluid? That's it. So, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm digressing. <laughs> but to summarize, like, look, I think back in the day, I think that there were a lot of, um, you know, things that osteos said that they and claimed to be, like, doing, like, maybe, like, you know, like, manipulating a lot of different things that were happening mm. in the body. Um, and weren't exactly the case like looking at more of a natural like the body heals itself naturally that's all fine and good that's great but then it got a little bit too uh, carried away and now i think that it's starting to get brought back to more evidence-based route where it's just more strength conditioning more movement-based stuff still the body heals itself Mm. and like tendon pathologies tears cartilage everything like that strength and conditioning protocols and uh the you know philosophy behind that i think we're slowly starting to tie that in together but just need to be we, like the things that we do, we just need to back it up with more evidence. Yeah. That's so that's, that's what I believe. I hope that answers the question that yeah. it was really good concept, got taken a bit too far one way. Mm-hmm. Some people still stuck there, but we're trying to bring it back into that really like heavy evidence-based strength, uh, strength training and movement based yeah. um, uh, rehabilitation and intervention strategies. Great. Yeah. Great answer. So I hope that answered that question. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, that's all the questions I have here on my end, but I think you got some questions from your end as well. Which, I, I did have a Which have are a non-clinical, but we will end on a bit of fun. We'll um, end on a bit of fun. I'm looking forward to these questions, man. So let's have a look. Um, the first question, uh, this is by Lucy, is, is cereal soup? Is cereal soup? Um, well, my definition of soup mm. is that it's got to be hot gotta be hot and cooked okay okay so hence why i don't think cereal soup because it's not hot and you're not cooking it what happens if you microwave wheat bix (laughs) yeah okay what's your answer with cereal soup um i mean it would be called soup if it was soup yeah exactly not not, not cereal but yeah i was just like being devil's advocate (laughs) (laughs) you threw me off guard if you heat it up it's now called soup if it's cold it's called cereal I, I'll I'll stick with that I reckon I, I agree yeah great All right. and then there's another one which is a good one yeah what is and controversial but what is the most boring ailment you have to treat boring ailment when someone comes in office worker I'm painting yep. a scene here <laughs> I think you already know yeah, what already I'm gonna know, say yeah office worker points to their traps and say I've got tight shoulders oh my god exact same as me yeah exact same as me it's like what's going wrong ah nothing just need a little bit of TLC <laughs> Maintenance treatment. Yeah. Fuck is yeah. Ma- Pardon my French. What is maintenance treatment? Yeah. Please define maintenance. What is that? It's Are you a car. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Quick, you know, oil check change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quick service. WD forty. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but do you, do you train? Nah. Do you move? Nah. Oh well, God, God, God. What do you want me to do in forty five minutes? Yeah. Exactly. And then 
gets totally exact same as me. Yeah, cool. Exact same, same. same? Okay. Same, same. Same, same. Nice. Or my other one is more like... Now, this could be controversial, but the more chronic low back pain is... Oh. The, the people... Not the people that don't... Not the people that are motivated to want to change, but the people who have just been on a rut for many, many, many years. Yeah. Yep. And you see they do nothing to help themselves. They're a chronic smoker. They, they're, you know, 50 kilos overweight. And it sounds bad, mm. but it, it kind of annoys me because I'm like, okay, there's so much we need to do here. Yeah. Um, and then they come in expecting a quick fix or something. Like EPCs, you know? Absolutely. Classic. I totally agree. And then they... There's, and don't get me wrong, they are in a little bit of a, like, a, like you said, a rut where mm. they don't know how to get... But there is a little bit of like an element of impatience going from one practitioner to another. Nah, yeah. didn't hear what I wanted to hear. That's why I think, you know, goals are really, really important. What do you yeah. value? What are your goals? What do you want to see? Like what would define success out of today's treatment for you? Yeah. And they tell you hands on. I'm like, all right, cool. Fine. 80% of the time I'll do that. Then I'll just be like, I reckon try this. Yeah. But then you, like, you, you probably agree. Like you would mm. see that look in their eyes. Like they just switch off. They go, nah, yeah. not doing it. Can't do it. And as soon as they know that they've got to do something, yeah. they switch off. Yeah. Frustra- very so frustrating. Very I feel frustrating. like a big part of it is we have to be a salesperson for their homework. Yeah, exactly. And we're not trained at that for, at uni. No, we're not. Like, we kind of just have to learn as we go. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly what I found as well. Just all the asking about goals and yeah. you know, their values and stuff is more... All right, like no, no, no. We can we can work this out. It's I don't like convincing people, but mm. it all it almost like you said, salesing. It's yeah. just it, you have to convince them in a particular way. And yeah. if you get them, brilliant, happy days, awesome, awesome outcomes. But it's that empowerment. They just, you just need to speak their language and empower them how they Absolutely. want to be empowered. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Any more juicy questions from your end? Uh, that's it, I reckon. Nah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. it. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Well, thanks for um, whoever sent in those questions. Yeah, that was Lucy. Lucy, thank you, Lucy. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, I really enjoy this chat, man. I think this chat's been, uh, I feel motivated and I feel like I want to be better yep, in, same in my profession, mm. um, helping people. And, and I do wish you all the best with your medical uh, journey. Thanks so much, man. Um, although it hasn't started yet, but you know, once you, once you get there, <laughs> I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, man. And yeah, I appreciate the workout. Today was fun. Yeah, it was so good, man. Nah, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you having me on and teaching me some awesome stuff, man. So thank you very much. Awesome. And thank you to the listeners for sending in your questions. And we'll be sure to catch you in the next episode. See you guys. See you later.